0: Local people. Local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Larry Mullins and here are today's top local stories. A heartbreaker out of Suffolk today where the DA says a 14-month-old boy found unresponsive and later pronounced dead taken from a house in Holbrook January 3rd had a mix of all kinds of drugs in his system. The preliminary toxicology toxicology report is out showing little Joseph Adonis was basically drugged when they found him in a bedroom, Suffolk DA Raymond Tierney. Uh,
1: In that same bedroom where Joseph was found, Suffolk County Police also found over one-eighth of an ounce of a mixture of heroin and fentanyl, known as Fetty, uh, over one-eighth of an ounce of cocaine, uh, Alprazolam, which is uh, also known as Xanax, drug packaging materials, two digital scales an electric stun gun and a loaded shotgun and a rifle
0: and today they're charging the parents with a slew of crimes including endangering the welfare of a child criminal possession of a controlled substance and failure to store weapons the da now pushing lawmakers to strengthen laws and provide more help to deal with the fentanyl overdose crisis some movement downtown we need to tell you about At the courthouse, he just took the witness stand. Former President Donald Trump, that is, once again trying to defend the latest defamation lawsuit against him by E. Jean Carroll. He's on the hook for $10 million for things he said about the advice columnist after she accused him of sexual assault. Donald Trump alternately sat back and leaned forward at the defense table, sitting two rows and directly behind his accuser, E. Jean Carroll. He's next on the witness stand. Former news anchor Carol Martin came before... Or a best friend of Eugene, but acknowledging that some of her texts to other friends revealed that she thought Carol was loving the attention of the lawsuit a bit too much. Trump claims he never knew Eugene Carroll and never assaulted her in Bergdorf Goodman's dressing room. Juliet Papa, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. To Astoria now where some business owners are raising cane about what appears to be an RV community that has sprung up in their neighborhoods. The obvious concern, you're taking up parking spaces, using up electricity, they say, and dumping trash all over the place. So who's living in these RVs? 1010 wins newsman Mac Rosenberg with an exclusive now. Which has prompted a lot more questions. There are at least 12 campers along 45th and 46th streets between 19th and 20th Avenues. Some
1: have generators attached. Some have their very own doorbells. Robert Volpe owns a building supply distributor here and says while these mobile homes have been here for years, his customers are getting parking tickets. Just find a different place somewhere in the city where they can park their vehicles and do whatever they have to do and maybe be a little cleaner, a little safer, a little better for them but they can't stay on our streets. I knocked on doors and met Rafael Castillo. He's been living in a trailer here for three months after coming from Venezuela a year ago. We spoke through a translation app. We are working to rent a bigger apartment because the cold here is complicated. It's getting too cold. And, well, at the moment, we don't have much money to rent an apartment. Police say 58 vehicles have been removed and homeless services have made 20 contacts. Mac Rosenberg, 1010, wins on 92.3 FM
0: in Astoria. Now, Mac went through there and knocked on doors, as he mentioned, and says he ran into at least three migrant families. It's not sure, or we're not sure at least, if all of the folks who are living in these RVs are migrants. He reached out to the city for comment. The biggest question, if these are migrants, who's paying for it? Stay tuned, folks. This could get real interesting. The NTSB releasing a preliminary report today about that subway train derailment on the uh, on the one earlier this month up there near 96th Street. Remember that? This is the worker train that collided with the train headed northbound, which entered 25 passengers and crew. The NTSB says the super didn't get the flagger's instruction to stop, so the train rolled past the signal at 96th and boom, there you go. Thank goodness it wasn't going that fast. And just so you understand, the track was equipped with trip stops, which activate the train's emergency brakes if the train passes through a signal requiring a stop. But again, the brakes on the first five rail cars had been cut off, so the emergency brakes didn't engage. Get all that? The NTSB will now focus on operating procedures when moving a bad order of cars, radio communications and radio communication procedures. My goodness, what came over Brooklyn last night? You hear about this? Five fatal shootings in a series of incidents. A
1: violent and tragic night here in Brooklyn, including in this list of those who lost their lives. A 35-year-old man shot in the head here at the intersection of Myrtle and Hall Street in Clinton Hill. Cops in the 88th Precinct still looking for the shooter and using surveillance footage from places like a laundromat and a TD bank here to hopefully make an arrest. It was 11 last night where police responded to is Connectity avenue, where a man was shot in the neck. He later died, but there is a suspect in custody in connection with that. Just moments later, and about a mile away, a man was found inside of a car on Rockaway Avenue. At 28 years old, he had been shot in the chest. He died. That was in Crown Heights. 2nd Street in Park Slope is where police were called regarding a possible murder-suicide. A man and a woman, both in their 30s in this apartment, both shot in the head, and police tell us a handgun was found near the body of the man. Lenshock 1010 wins on 92.3 FM.
0: And all this within a four-hour window last night and this morning, folks. So far, only one person of interest is uh, with police in the Crown Heights shooting. If you know anything about any of these, they want you to call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS. Workers at the New York Daily News walked off the job today. It's only for a day, though. They're in negotiations on their first contract, and the protest involves staffing cuts, among other things. Mike Sheridan is a photo editor, and he's uh, telling New Yorkers to avoid all aspects of... Of the Daily News today in solidarity. I
1: hope people support the Daily News. Don't click on the website today. Don't buy the paper today. This is only a one day walkout, but we want to make sure people are aware that the Daily News' ability to cover this city well and right is being hindered by board management decisions and. Alden Media.
0: Yeah, Alden Global Capital is the investment firm that bought the paper, bought several papers, in fact, last year. We've reached out for comment. The workers also say they don't appreciate having to get advance approval for overtime, suggesting for their type of work, it's hard to just stop in the middle of a scoop to see if it's okay to keep chasing down a story. Thanks for listening to the All Local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.